0: Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Today, I have a very special guest, a host of many spaces, and a pillar in the Chibi Labs community, also known as Chibi Nation. Erica is one of the leaders that holds the Chibi Spaces... But also, I have her here to speak specifically about on-chain gaming and everything that is going on in the video game industry with the blockchain and NFTs. I've spoken to her many times in spaces, so it was great to actually sit down and have a nice talk. So I hope you enjoy the conversation I had with her, and let's get to it. All right. So Erica, thank you for taking the time for uh, coming to hang out with me. We've uh, spoken a couple times in chibi spaces and what have you, but I'm really excited to have you on the podcast and finally uh, speak with you. Just recently, I started taking some interviews as far as working with other people. People don't have to uh, suffer through hearing my voice every single day. So thank you for being a guest.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I always love to connect with people who are in this space. So thank you so much for asking me to come and chat with you.
0: I met you through uh, the Chibi Labs and the spaces and everything that uh, the team was having there. And I remember the day, actually, when you came into the community and you're picking out your uh, Chibi. And I was so shocked and surprised to find out that I remember that moment, but I didn't realize that it was you, the world famous Erica now that's holding all these spaces and what have you. So I would just love to know what actually brought you into Chibi Nation and getting your first NFT with Chibi Labs.
1: I remember that day very vividly, too, because it started me on my space's journey. How I found out about Chibi Labs was through another NFT that I have called on Chain Monkey, And they put out this flyer and they were like, hey, we're going to be a part of this big metaverse party with the Chibi Labs community. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And I wasn't doing anything that day. It was like the day after New Year's Day. And I logged into Spaces and I went into Decentraland and I was walking all around the Chibi Labs Decentraland and I was like, whoa, these guys are big time. (laughs) Like they've got this whole entire plot of land and then they have a house with a bunch of NFTs. And it was just really cool. And just from exploring and being that and listening to the Spaces, I definitely had Chibi Labs on my radar. I was bored one night and I was looking for a space to jump into. That's what I love to do in my downtime. And I saw one for Chibi Labs. And so I just decided to like come in and and see what it was about. It was one of the town halls. And I got up and I asked a question. And I think the question was like, are you guys planning on doing any sort of a game? And uh, we just started talking and, you know, the founders and I think Jiraiya was on stage too, but they were just so easy to talk to and just super cool and chill. And I don't think I even knew that it was the founders at that point of time, but I was like, these guys are good vibes. And so I had a little bit of extra ETH and they helped me pick out my chibi that I still have today, my forever chibi, the pink one with the mask. And it was just a really great experience. And that was basically how I connected with the Chibi Labs.
0: I remember that day specifically because it was shortly after I got my Chibi and around the same time because I saw the trailer that they had put up with walking through Decentraland with one of the apes and there was a song and everything. And I must have played that trailer probably A hundred times. I even commented under it. If, If you see this account running up months after the fact, it's me because I keep having it on replay. And I thought that was such a cool thing. And I wasn't able to go to the party. Shortly after that is when I did get it. And I thought the community was so cool. And like you said, the founders, everyone, they just speak to you. And it was just such a welcoming environment. It was just awesome. I had to be a part of it, too.
1: Yeah, definitely. Obviously, like one of the things with NFTs is the community, you know, the community has to be strong. And I have that same sentiment towards them. And I think I jumped into maybe a couple other spaces With them, and I got up as speaker, and I was just talking to them. And you know, when I first started Twitter and spaces were first introduced, I was really afraid to go up as a speaker. I was petrified, which is kind of funny. I'm a little bit of an introvert, but once you realize that you're surrounded by good people who have your same interest and the NFT community is just like no other, there's no dumb questions and everybody's so helpful. It really helps to start to put you at ease.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And if you're in good company, because I'm actually an introvert as well, people don't think I am because I'm pretty (laughs) bold. I'll go up to random people and I'll talk to them. However, how I define an introvert is I need my alone time with a book or something to like recharge. I can do that and socialize, but people think, but you're not shy. How are you an introvert? But I definitely am. So I can relate to
1: that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> so you made a huge jump from just getting your feet wet to now holding all these spaces. H- how did you get to that point?
1: Yeah, so I do two a week with the Chibi Labs with our community team, and then I do one on Thursdays with Gakstein Media. So how I got to that point, when Twitter first started Twitter Spaces, I got thrown into this great circle of people. I don't know how. I don't know how I got so lucky. I'm still friends with all these people online today, and I just got thrown into this great community. And we were all on Spaces all the time. And it just became like a way of life. COVID was still like going on and everything was shut down pretty rampant. So we just found each other. And before that, I had never really been a part of a group that wanted to talk about crypto all the time. And then NFTs became really popular. And then we were talking about NFTs all the time. And so I just really started to be on spaces all the time. And then what happened is one of the people who I was thrown in with and became part of the circle was David Gokstein. He started a, a project, it's called Circle of Ninjas, and he asked me to be a moderator. And I was like, yes, of course, I'll you know help you out with that, no problem. And then he figuring out who he wanted to have on his AMAs, he's building up Gokstein Media and definitely more AMAs was, was something that he wanted to do. And so he was like, do you have any interest in this? And I was like, yes. (laughs) And I was scared as hell, but I was like, yes, definitely. I'm not going to let this opportunity pass me by. And so I came up with an outline and I presented that to them and they're like, okay, we'd love to have you on. And then the next day is when Chibi Labs reached out to me. And they were like, hey, we're starting a community spaces. Would you be interested? And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Like, how is all of this happening at once? (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, oh, my gosh, like my heart is so happy. I finally get to start doing more like on a, a professional level. And so it was just great all at once. But yeah the perfect storm of opportunity and just being present and working with a circle of people who absolutely love and then putting a lot of the information that I've spent the past few years accumulating, really just getting to put all of that out there.
0: That's awesome. You've been holding a lot of these spaces now. Has there anything that really surprised you? As I know, you said you never really expected to be in this position, much more having two projects or two parties reaching out to you at the same time. But since Mm -hmm. you've started hosting them, anything surprised you? Maybe have you grown or maybe what has transpired in those spaces? Anything?
1: One thing that surprised me is how hectic it can be to be a host, (laughs) Um, uh, especially for my gaming show that I do. Just because I am pretty much the host. I'm up there by myself and the project. And so I'm listening to my guest and coming up with something to say back to them. So I have to be actively listening and trying to pin tweets to the top of the room that are relevant and that part of the conversation. And then people are coming up on stage. And so it can really be a lot. So that was one thing that really surprised me is like how hectic it can be. And a lot of things that you really wouldn't think about behind the scenes that are going on. And then also you know, speaking of that, just the amount of research and reaching out and collaborating and working with the chibi labs team and push pins and then gt dog the four of us make up the community spaces and we talk to each other multiple times every day like we have our own little group chat and it is always like on fire like we're coming up with ideas and bouncing ideas off of each other and everything like that so I didn't realize it was going to be so time consuming, but it's fine. (laughs) I enjoy it. So it's okay.
0: It's like that old saying, if you enjoy what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. And I find that to be true with this whole Web3 space, because I have so many things and what I'm actually doing right now with this podcast, I do it every day. And I never thought I'd be able to do this simply because, as you said, there's so much time that goes into it, that Mm -hmm. researching and reaching out to people and everything and But at the same time, when people ask me, like, how are you doing this? Like, you know, you have a business and all sorts of things that you're doing. How do you find time to do this? And it's like, it's fun. (laughs) That's why I could do it. So that is really cool. And most of this has been about the chibi space, but you, you said too that on-chain gaming, what's the idea for that show or that space? What, what, what exactly goes on there? I know I popped in, I'd say one or two times with you there, but you know, what's the focus of that show?
1: Yeah, definitely. And thanks for coming to support me by the way, too. I, I really do appreciate that. So basically that was when David came to me and he's like, Hey, do you want to do a mirror beyond spaces once a week? I was like, yeah, I want to do that. And so I had to basically come up with something and i always been a gamer you know ever since i was little like playing mario and because i have an older brother who's six years older than i am he was always playing video games and so i was always playing video games and then when the sims came out i think i was like actually like fully fledged addicted to that game (laughs) Um, and then just playing like mmorpgs when they came out and i've just always been playing games like i've always just really enjoyed it and i was looking at the crypto space from far out. And I was like, what can I do that I would bring value to the community? And I was like, let me go into blockchain gaming. That just seemed to be like a natural pair for me. And so when I presented all of this to them, they were like, yeah, you guys don't have anybody that's doing anything with crypto gaming. I saw a couple articles on the Gachstein Media website. But other than that, there's nobody in your team that, that's really doing something like, like this. And they were like, yeah, you're right. And like, Brought to them some of the ideas that I had. So yeah, pretty much what it entails is I have a huge spreadsheet of like games every single day. I think I find a new game or a handful of new games that are coming out or are going to be blockchain games. And I just have a master spreadsheet and I do a little bit of a superficial dive in. And if it looks interesting, then I do more of a deeper dive and I pick projects or sometimes the team will bring projects to me as well that are interesting. And then if they want to be on the show, they definitely can. So we do like an AMA style with the projects and we just learn all about their game and some alpha for like their existing community members or just an overview for new people that might be interested in it. So I really enjoy that. It's, um, it's a lot of fun because you're working with games. But at the same time, there's a lot with the gaming industry and everything that's coming up. Because at first it was like, all you really heard was, oh, everything is play to earn. And that's great and everything like that. But like these games have to be sustainable, and they have to be fun. And there's economics that go into it and communities and so it's it's pretty dynamic once you boil it down
0: yeah that's pretty cool as far as the sims you touched that i spent so much time playing the Sims when i was yeah. younger and it, it to me the most fun part about that was actually building out those massive houses and i used to download <laughs> all the customized things and uh, it just created a whole world for me i would just make these massive plots of land <laughs> and even my sister was so addicted to the sims every version of the sims so that is one of the things i told her i was like imagine if you all that time that you put into The Sims, you could somehow turn that into something that you could possibly own. She's like, okay, tell me some more. I was like, all right, once I get in all the details, I'll tell you more about blockchain gaming. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely what got her in. Everyone's talking about play to earn, play to earn, play to earn. And the same thing that I appreciate what you just said is it has to be fun because if it's not yes. fun, then it's just, it's a job. There's no different than going to Burger King or something than playing these click-click games and That's one thing I don't really like in this space, but I do see a lot of fun games popping up. So I'd say what excites you most about as a gamer about the whole NFT space if it's not the play to earn?
1: If it's not play to earn, it's just first and foremost is fun. It has to be fun. And I think that there's a lot of games that are building right now. There are some that we can actually play. But if it's not fun, then it's not a game. And so what really excites me is everybody has their own style of games. Like we might have been addicted to The Sims and your sister too. But there are some people that are probably like, I don't want to sit around and monitor the health of this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of his character and build fake houses. Like that might just not have been their forte. So, you know, there's different games for everybody, but for me personally, I love MMORPGs. Anybody who doesn't really know that what that is, it's a massive multiplayer online role-playing game. And so I love the the PvP aspect. I love being able to get groups of people and go to fight a big monster and like the open exploration I just love those types of games so for me that is super exciting but then I find games that I wouldn't have thought of star atlas That actually sounds really cool because you're on a space exploration. And so that's not like my typical game that I play, but that sounds pretty badass. Like you have your own spaceship that you actually own and you get to go on this voyage. Okay, like, you know, let's check it out. And so there's things that I would expect that would excite me, but then there's also things that I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool.
0: By any chance, since you said uh, those open world games, do you remember RuneScape? That's a really old game, but this was probably before World of Warcraft, I want to think. And I used to always play that game as well. And for whatever reason, I didn't want to go on the quest to fight the monsters. But for some (laughs) reason, I always find the weirdest things in the game to enjoy. I wanted to be the the armor maker for everyone to go out and (laughs) fight the monsters.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, I would create all this armor for people and send it out so they could go fight monsters. I don't know why that was so much fun for me as a kid. That's
1: (laughs) (laughs) awesome. But that's so important. That's so important because people obviously need their armor. You can't fight without it. You'll just get slaughtered. So that's cool. And that is one thing that I love about MMORPGs is because they're so dynamic and they have their own economies. And like you said, if you don't want to fight a monster, then you can be an armorsmith or a weaponsmith, or maybe you have a whole field of herbs and you're an herbalist or whatever the case may be. And that is what I think is really cool too about blockchain gaming is because if you think about like how many times you went out into the world with your pickaxe trying to gather some ore to make somebody <laughs> some armor, all of a sudden, what if... Every piece of ore had a value of a penny, right? And then once you actually make it into an armor, then maybe it has a value of $10. And because I don't know what chain we're working with, I'm just staying in real world dollars. But now all of a sudden gamers have that. They have real world ownership for all of these things that they're doing and all of this time that they're spending in games, which is so cool.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool. And speaking of that RuneScape game, another thing which kind of jumped out to me as this whole um, ownership thing is after discovering NFTs and all this stuff, and I got really excited about it again, I went to go log into my old RuneScape account just to see. I was like, I wonder how much <laughs> is in that, how much experience points. And they locked my account. <laughs> I was I was oh, so no. upset. So yeah, I was like, oh man, all those years of playing that game. It's like, wouldn't it have been so awesome if that was an NFT where I actually owned that character, owned all those attributes and everything. And who knows how much is in there because countless hours building armor for people. And this was before I went to college. So after college and everything, I just sort of forgot about it until all of this. And I have no idea what the worth of that would have been now. That's <laughs> pretty crazy.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, no kidding. And now for blockchain games, because they are on the blockchain, as long as you would have had your seed phrase, you would have had access and nobody can lock you out of the blockchain, except yourself if you (laughs) forget your seed phrase or don't (laughs) keep it in a safe place. Yeah, that sucks, though. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was a lesson learned. But it just makes me appreciate this stuff more. So as far as uh, any uh, games for some newbies, someone who might want to explore this. Any recommendations where this is a great place to start? Maybe check this out, get your feet wet to explore the whole blockchain gaming world.
1: Definitely. So there are some good games that are out right now. And it depends on what kind of a game that you like. Mm -hmm. So if you like first person shooter games, there's a game, they're called MetaOps. I have them, I had them on my show. And they're doing just crazy sick things with first-person shooter. And they have esports and competitions. You can win Solana. That's the chain that they're based off of. So there's meta ops. If you like exploration games, I think some of them that are going to come out soon are going to be like Big Time and Alluvium, Ascenders. If you like racing, there's Kitty Inu. That's like Mario Kart. I mean, that's a classic. Who doesn't like Mario Kart? So that's a new spit on it. And then, of course, I have to plug the chibis. We've got the friends game for chibi. And so you can basically evolve your little egg into a baby and then into its final phase. So it's cool. You can evolve your little friend on the blockchain.
0: Yeah, I thought that was so amazing. Actually, I did a whole episode on that, just speaking about that, because you guys got to check this out. This thing is amazing. (laughs) Like, Yeah, Yeah. it's uh, the Chippies are really doing some just amazing things. I think they're probably, of course, everyone knows that's on the show. Anyways, I talk about them. I hide no secret that I own a bunch of them. And I, I love the community. But I think they're so underrated. They're doing such cool things that, you know, go way beyond these profile pictures and everything that the team is just so forward thinking. And I'm really excited about everything that they're doing. And where they're going in the future. This is definitely a cool community to be a part of.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's why I, I'm really proud to be on the Chibi team because I believe in everybody so much and the community too. The community is great too. It's not just like the founders and the team. It's everybody as a whole.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I haven't found anyone that I have not really found something to uh, click with or speak about because what I realize is since there is such a solid base, there's a vision, the founders and the people actually see the value in a long term vision. I think it attracts people that all have those sort of things in line that they're not looking for just that quick mover or uh, some crazy hype action or influencers coming in, but they're actually there for the long run, building something amazing. So it's, it's just really cool to watch this. It's I feel like it's like going uh, to to Silicon Valley, getting on the ground for Facebook or something before it really takes off. It's, it's just really cool.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I've said that to my friends before when they're like, NFTs. And I was like, what if? <laughs> what if when something like Marvel came out? you had the opportunity to own one of the Marvel comics or one of the characters that they still use today. Think about that. And they were like, Oh, yeah. And Oh, one thing that I love. (laughs) I mean, I'm not like a spiteful person. And I'm not like constantly trying to find ways to like rebuttal people. But one thing that has always resonated with me about blockchain gaming is that, You know, people who are like, oh, I'll just right click, save that NFT. But you can't do that with blockchain gaming. Have fun trying to right click, save a character. Like, it's just not going to work like that. Nobody can say anything to that.
0: Yeah, that is so true. And it's like the same thing, too. It's like um, when someone's like, well, why would you just not right click and save it? I was like, why do you buy an automobile instead of just going to the dealership and taking a photo with it and putting on Instagram? (laughs) Those things, it's like it doesn't even equate to me. Another analogy I like to use with people is okay, you can get married to someone you actually love, or you can just hire an actor to take some photos. It's the same thing. It's like, you know, it doesn't equate to the same thing. So I think everyone's coming to Web3. There's no if or but about it. It's just a matter of when. And that's what I like to say. And the other day, I spoke to a lady that's doing a educational platform, and she gave me a great piece of advice, which was basically that she doesn't have the bandwidth to try to argue with all those skeptics. It's just one day they're going to see it and then they're going to be here. But there's still some people that doubt Facebook or uh, online uh, marketing or anything that happened in that digital world when all the other big companies came into the space. But there's still some people, such as my father, (laughs) who are completely against the online digital world. There's nothing you can do about that. (laughs) And even in Web3, it's going to be like that 20 years from now. There's still going to be those holdouts. So the last question that I would have is, Since you're doing all of this stuff, I know we spoke about uh, your involvement with the Chibis, you're doing all these spaces and uh, on-chain gaming. And I do know that you have uh, your offline world and your life and and work as well. So how do you balance all of that? Because there's just so much going on, so much change, so much action. It could be very hectic.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's a really good question. At first, It was pretty hard for me to manage, to be honest with you. I don't know if I was like managing it. I might have been like pulling it off and like pretty seamlessly, but behind the scenes, I really didn't know how to manage my time. Now that I've been doing it for a while, I have like a structure that I follow. I work eight to five. And so when I get off of my day job, that's when I turn into like Web3 NFTs gaming. And so I've really come to find that it's best for me anyway. While I'm doing these, like living in these two worlds, to really have like definitive cutoff lines. I'm at my day job. I might be on Twitter like a little bit, but not like I am like after five o'clock. So yeah, I think it's about having structure, and it's hard though because some days you're just like in a rut or whatever. Maybe it was like a really tough day at the office, and you're just like, man, I just want to check out and not really do anything. But I'm like Erica, you need to do this, like get up, have that definitive line and you're here for a reason. Like you are making a difference. And then once I pep myself up a little bit, then I'm like, okay, then I'm like. Burning at full speed and I'm all go. Another thing that I found is super helpful is because I do the spaces on Monday and Wednesday with the chibis on Tuesdays is typically when I do my research for my Thursday shows. And so having like a schedule for myself, that has really helps me out a lot. And then once I'm done with my Thursday show, and then I don't have anything going on for a couple of days, like I just kind of take Thursday and I just relax. And then on the weekend, I I pick back up and start to coordinate with people and, and all of that. And so even though it's the weekend from like your eight to five, it's not really the weekend because I see that like, okay, now I have like two days where I don't have to worry about my real job and I can just focus on whatever I want to. And so I really look forward to my weekends now because I can work on things that I want to freely, but it's hard. Yeah. My, my friends are like, wow, you're working all the time. And I'm like, yeah, but like the last half of my day doesn't really seem like work because I just enjoy it so much. And if I didn't enjoy it, I don't think that I could do it. It would just be too much. But I just, I really do. I love all the people. I love how fast-paced it is. Whether the market is like up or down, I'm going to be here. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I had to figure out that same thing myself the hard way, because when I first started doing this podcast, I was a total mess. I mean, I was... (laughs) not saying that i'm getting the best sleep now but you know i was just doing everything and i didn't have a system and it was just total chaos my whole life but then i after doing it probably for about 3 months i was like no this is not sustainable i have to figure this out and like you said when that weekend comes i'm able to shut off and then just completely go into web3 and mondays are technically my day off but this is really my web3 hardcore day and i normally line up so many things. I'm doing research. I'm doing interviews. I'm doing episodes. And f- getting to that point is like without having a system, I don't think I would have been able to keep my sanity. I would have been so anxious and, you know, the emotions of the roller coaster ride up and down, when to sell, the market's down and all that. but now i'm I'm at a pretty good place. And, like you said, it's fun. So now it doesn't even really seem like I'm working. I have never had a day when I was just like, I don't want to deal with all this stuff anymore because <laughs> yeah, it's to me it's a game and I enjoy playing this game. That's so it's fun. So yeah, it was absolutely great hearing that someone else is in that same boat as well. I guess I'm not crazy. So <laughs> thank you for, you know, sharing all this with everyone. Is there anything that you'd like to leave us with? Maybe where we could check you out or one of your spaces. I'll put the link in the show notes as well, but anything that you would like us to uh, look out for that you're going to be doing or anything just any kind of alpha, if you will, that you want to leave for us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the Erica Alpha.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that actually has a really nice ring to it. I should, let me take note of that for the Erica Alpha. Yeah, I mean, the best place to find me is on my Twitter, which is at Babes And I don't know if I have any like alpha to say personally, but I would just say that Anybody who is in the space, if you are anything like probably like us too, where you're just always finding yourself on spaces and just hanging out and wanting to talk with people, then maybe more people should start their own show because it can seem like super, super daunting at first. But I think that what you get out of it on a personal level is just absolutely amazing And like the people that you get to talk to and connect with every single day is just unreal. And as far as being like a pioneer in the space too, that's a really big opportunity. Everybody says it, but like we're so early. And so if you missed out on when the internet first started and if you missed out on this and if you missed out on that, don't miss out on this one too, because you could really set yourself up to really make a difference in this space. And I think that's what's important at the end of the day is that we're pushing for mass adoption and we're pushing to educate people and we're pushing to make all of those connections and everything. So it's just great. You got to do it. And not everybody wants to have their own show and it is a lot of work, but yeah, people ask me that a lot. Like, I want to do spaces. Like, how do I get involved? And the first thing that you can do is just show up. (laughs) That's what I did. You just show up and you might not want to talk at first and that's fine. But as long as you're there and you're present, people will start to notice and then you'll just get that confidence and get an idea and just run with it. So I'm going to tell you this. I don't know how you do every single day. Wow. That's a lot. Like kudos to you too. That's, you know, you're doing something great out here.
0: Yeah, thank you. It, it was actually it was it was one of those things where I knew if I did it weekly, this so much is changing I wouldn't have been able to keep up. But mm-hmm. also putting that challenge to do it daily, I thought it was a crazy enough goal to really challenge myself to see how committed I am to the space because if I'm doing the show every single day, it means I have to be in the space every single day. I have to constantly be researching, speaking to people. and I knew that was the only way that I was going to. Really get better because I played football and I was an athlete and everything, and we had to practice hours per day. And so that was sort of the mindset going into the Daily Show. And I, I like that you said, just get into it because even um, I say it all the time too, my first 100 episodes were absolutely terrible. It was just a ridiculous show. And I, I just had to feel myself around and try to get a rhythm going. And I was trying out different things. And honestly, for the first, I would say 30 to 60 episodes, I had two listeners. And yeah. when I yeah, what I found out was that Google Data Center has two North American data centers. So those were the two that were wow. counting for like the first like 30 episodes or so before I actually started having real people listen. And most people would say, Well, that's absolutely horrible. How could you do that for almost two months with no one listening to it? But then I look back and say, Well, those episodes were so bad, I'm glad no one was listening. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. (laughs) So I I appreciate that advice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you just got to build it every single day. The more you do it, the better you get. And nothing comes easy, right? Nothing happens overnight. Just keep plugging away. That's what I do. And just, you know, slow build.
0: That is great advice. And I really appreciate this. This was fun. And I definitely will be at your space and tuning in more because it's always fun hanging out with you and the rest of the chibis and everything. So I really appreciate this taking the time to be on the show and sharing a little bit of what you do behind the scenes with everyone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It was really nice to talk with you and to connect with you. I, I really appreciate that.
0: Hopefully you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. She left some really great gems about getting involved, just reaching out to people, speaking in spaces, stepping out of your comfort zone, but also just exploring various parts of this Web3 space because a lot of people want to stick in one particular area, say your profile pictures or your one-of-one art, but then there's gaming, there's land, there's so many things to do. So it was really great to speak to her and even hear how she ended up getting involved with a project. She moved from being a holder to being a pillar in the community. So it was just awesome to hear all of that, get all of that insight, and the advice she gave was really great. So hopefully you enjoyed that as much as I did. If you're enjoying this content and all these episodes, I would greatly appreciate if you left a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. But as usual, I wanna thank you for listening to this episode as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space.